Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 6, entitled TS-19, uh, also known as the episode where everyone loses hope. <laughs> uh, do we have any news this week? It is late. It is late. It is almost we're podcasting at Eastern Standard Time. I'm a little loopy. Yeah, so this might be a fun cast. It's going to be a herp derp, herp derp kind of cast. Uh, so that's I'm a no on news, right? No, there's no news. <laughs> okay, actually, uh, a trailer just dropped. But the thing is, is like, yeah, for season two point five. I just I don't, I'm not feeling talking about like current events in a post cap post hoc recap. <laughs> yeah, theoretically, the people who are listening to this haven't even seen two point oh. Yeah, exactly. So we're not really going to go into it. Yeah, this is for posterity. Yeah, we might do it in spoilers. That might be cool. All right. Um. Okay. Well, let's get it right into the recap then. Uh, the first scene is basically a flashback of Shane trying to get Rick out of the hospital. Yeah, shit's going down. It, yes. The zombie infection apparently has just taken over the hospital, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got the military swooping in to uh, basically put everyone down, it looks I'd say like. it just overran. I mean, you, we're hearing, like, goddamn air raid sirens going off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently that the military is clued in enough at this point that they're headshotting. Yeah, shoot them in the head. Which, why, now, let me ask you this. Why were they rounding up a bunch of medical people and exterminating them, basically? Uh, I think containment. Similar to why the CDC goes into decontamination mode and just blows everything up. Well, just they didn't do, they didn't do a very effective sweep, it seems, of the hospital. Yeah, it's like, because... If you're going to do that, then... <laughs> when they bust into Rick's room, we both noticed, uh, why didn't they shoot Rick in the head? I don't know. He because, sees the thing blinking. He yeah. obviously knows he's alive. He looks right at Rick he's, he's, through his sights. He's a prime zombie, man. Yeah. They're like, they're like trying to preserve his body for prime zombie shape. <laughs> yeah. To keep it pumped for fluids. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. it fed so he's got good muscle tone. <laughs> this is yep. this is like the, the perfect storm of zombification. Yeah, I didn't get why they didn't kill him. Um, so... I gotta say, I thought it was funny to look on Shane's face, man. Uh, When when he sees like all the stuff that's hooked up to the Rick, yeah, like for any like Shane, it's like, oh god, I gotta work a Rubik's cube to get my buddy out of here. (laughs) We're both gonna die. Yeah, screw it. I'll come back for him later. Uh, Do you think that was his plan to come back later? No, I think. I think he barricaded a door just so his friend's body wouldn't be disturbed. I I mm. think that did a pretty good job of selling me. And I remember when I first saw this, I hated Shane. Yeah. Oh, when I first saw this, I thought, okay, well, maybe Shane's not as big a douchebag as I thought. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe this wasn't a cynically orchestrated plot. Maybe he did have Rick's and his family's best interest in mind, which is weird because they totally throw that you know, slack away by the time this episode's over. Sure, sure. Um, the other thing is, I still, like, I know you're a big zombie fan. I'm openly skeptical that this zombie plague could actually overrun society because, like, they showed a squad of soldiers being mm-hmm. overrun by zombies, and it just seemed like, you know, these guys are just standing around, a door opens, it's like, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh! And, like, ineffectual fire, and it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I would have done a better job, and I don't even have <laughs> assault rifles and chemical weapons gear. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you're in that situation, and a zombie jumps through a door and bites your buddy, what one, do you do? One squad guy is going to die, and the rest of the zombies ought to be cut down in a hail of bullets. Really? I mean, you're going to have the the 
army or marines or whoever these guys are murdering each other no you don't have to shoot the dude that just got bit just Mm -hmm. got bit but you do have to shoot the horde of zombies before they get to you and bite you too like yeah yeah, i mean that's the thing i mean i understand what you're saying is yeah they're they're going to take the buddy and drag him behind lines and he's going to turn into a zombie and then infect the whole base of armed marines it just i I don't sure, know, sure. man. I've always had a problem with how this thing jailbreaks into the larger civilization. Once yeah. the military gets involved, it seems like that would be game over. Except, I mean, you have to think, okay, we're seeing like one hallway in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What is happening in all the other millions of hallways in Actually, Atlanta? Actually, we're seeing one hallway in some bumfuck town in Kentucky. Point of fact. Are we? Yeah, remember? We, 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 oh, we, yeah, yeah, because he, he then travels to Atlanta. Yeah, that's he's right. from like Cynthia, Kentucky. Okay, so that's even worse. I mean, that's a small town. What What happens when... Hey, you go to a place like this Atlanta. This is the state of Raylan fucking Givens. <laughs> he exactly would, he my would, point. He could put the Mac down on all the zombie stuff. Headshots? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Hmm. They should just give him a, an infinite supply of Berettas. I want to see... Like the nation's resources should just be nothing but stamping out Berettas and 9mm ammunition for Raylan <laughs> Givens. And just let him just, go wild. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Just, I, I actually want to see Jesse from Breaking Bad. Uh, I'd like to see him in a zombie situation. Oh, he's a pretty good headshotter. Yeah, and now he is. Blank range. I'd like to see both versions of him. One at the beginning of the series and one near the end. All right, we managed to whore right. out links to all of our other podcasts <laughs> in one fell swoop. So I want to see how Snooky would handle it. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, she anyway, is so, undead. I, so, I, I so, have one other thing okay, to do it. Um, ask you. Because they showed this, like, kind of, like, grandpa. They had this zombie. I couldn't help but notice, like, as... <laughs> what are you, what are you as, doing watching this show? Shane is... Well, this is, like, the fourth time I've seen this episode in, like, a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, as Shane is fleeing the scene, he look, takes one last look down the hallway at these zombies that are kind of shuffling towards him. And one of them hmm. is, like, this geriatric... 85 year old man with his belt hiked up to like an inch below his nipples okay he's kind of got the weird old man posture but he's a zombie (laughs) Uh i'm like okay so what happens if like a nursing home got infected because because yeah old 80 year old man with a broken hip Mm -hmm. can't get out of a chair anyway he's zombie he can't get out of chair right or would that zombification overpower his old manditude? I'm pretty sure you get super strength along with the zombiness. I, yeah, yeah. So, I, well, it's not that you get super strength. Here's here's the way I see it working. Uh-huh. Is that uh, zombies are a lot like honey badger. They just don't care. So, like you get you get pain when you're an old person that keeps you from wanting to walk around. Uh huh. Zombies don't care about pain. Zombies are coming at you to eat your brains. They don't care if they get shot. They don't care about a broken hip. They're right. just going to come at you. So, zo- okay, so a human that uh, has, like, Parkinson's disease and they're, like, shaking and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff, come back as a zombie? They still got Parkinson's, right? Well, I don't know because... Because the zombie we- virus is using the same neural motor path. They kind of, like... Yeah, go- but it's not using all of them, right? It's using... I, maybe Parkinson's is a, a different scenario because, like, so, it affects motor skills. So we only use 10% of the human brain. The zombie virus just, like, remaps it. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying it uses less. So the stuff that, like, might normally affect, like, weird parts of your brain that might normally affect movement or something oh, see, might not be active. I thought Parkinson's was something that actually would infect the brain stem and, and the actual nerves, not necessarily higher brain functions. But you might be right. I, I mean, I'm obviously not a doctor. No. <laughs> I, I'm doing a podcast about Dr. zombies. Barry Come Goodman. on. I wonder if he listens to yeah. the Breaking Bad cast. Well, you need to ask him his learned opinion on zombie 
necrotization of neural pathways. Yeah. Someone, By the way, someone I more educated that it's a myth that we only use 10% of the yes. brain. Yeah. So I don't want an email on that. I'm just being funny. All right. <laughs> We've spent and, a ton. And if you didn't know that, bing, I just educated you. We spent a ton of time BSing. Uh, yeah. But I do have one more question about this scene that's okay. kind of important. Um, so when Shane comes into the room, I noticed that the flowers are pretty good looking. They're not too wilted mm-hmm. yet. So that to me says he was there a couple days to maybe a week earlier to drop off those flowers. What is the timeline like here? Man, I don't know because I got someone flowers uh, like two weeks ago and mm-hmm. I was just there and they're still going strong. Really? Now, if you get those things fresh cut and flower mm-hmm. food in the water, who yeah. knows how long they could last? Yeah, now, so you it's have to been ask three months. Did anyone, uh, you know, fresh cut and flower food those things? Yeah. Does anyone but at the hospital care it enough? It seems like, you know, you've got a, anywhere between several days to several mm-hmm. weeks of flower time. And again, yeah. the most useful barometer we can have of this total zombification is what Jenner said the previous episode, that it's yeah. been 60-some days. And actually, you know what would be cool? I don't think anyone's done this. We should we should make an article on our site about, like, a Analyzing a the timeline. timeline. Yeah. And, like, try to fit the pieces that we see in the in – uh, flashbacks as best as we can with definitely clues and get the re- listeners going i mean i don't know if it'd be useful but it'd be fun yeah so. certainly uh we'll try to set that up or maybe i'll search to see if such a thing already exists yeah, good, <laughs> good idea good idea uh, anyway so moving on next scene uh jenner welcomes the group to the cdc with uh, a rifle and a blood test yeah it's got an m16 or That's something how I over there my house guess yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> You will submit to a blood uh, test, and once this door closes, it will not open. <laughs> I don't get a lot of house guests. No, no, I can imagine. You're pretty much the only one, and you have been here a long time. Yeah, so. well, I don't want to retake the blood test, right. so and I don't leave. And again, the door doesn't open. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, but I really like the actor who plays Jenner. I mean, he to me, he has a sort of like gravitas. He seems like he could be a scientist. Agreed. Uh, so well done on the actor who plays him. I don't know his name. Can you look that up? I will. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to drop some knowledge on the audience. Uh, Edward Jenner, uh, not, I think this guy's name is like Edwin or something, mm-hmm. but uh, Edward Jenner is the name of the guy who created the first vaccine. So that's a little interesting information, a little homage there. Huh. Uh, but that's all I have on that scene. Uh, they they bust in and uh, get all weepy and say, hey, thanks for letting us in and stuff like that. Noah Emmerich. Um or is it Emmerich, oh, like okay. Roland? He was uh, he rose to prominence as starring roles in the cult hit Beautiful Girls and Jim Carrey blockbuster The Truman Show. He played yes. his best friend. Yeah, that's he did. where I've seen him from. Yep. So he's got a couple other things, but that's the one I think I've actually uh, cool seen him from the most. So moving on, the dinner party uh, happens, and everyone is super excited to have shelter, basically. And Shane tries to ruin it as he does most things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So Jenner kind of explains here that basically everyone just kind of left the CDC or tried to kill themselves, and he was the last one left. And I was just thinking, man, aren't these guys supposed to be, like, scientists? Aren't they supposed to have some sort of sense of responsibility here Well, I'm when they're the only ones who can try to cure this thing? There again. Everyone's just blowing their heads off and going home? Yeah, it seems like, as the, the CDC would do, a little bit better job. I mean... Yeah. Especially since it looks like some people working relatively on their own were so close. People like, uh, fuck this! Ah! You yeah, know? yeah. It's like, that's, I think, if, 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 if you're at the CDC, this is this shit, do you, you live for this shit? Yeah, and 
And you this couldn't be more hard. secure, right? <laughs> Not you're right. And, and this is a fortress. Like bring your family there. Sure. Miss Pac-Man, for God's sake. The kids will have fun. <laughs> yeah. And trivia challenge. Uh-huh. I saw that. I also got to point out that Lori is such a stick in the mud, goddamn mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, here she's trying to keep uh, Carl Carl Jr. <laughs> She's trying to keep Carl from drinking wine. Yeah. Like, if, well, if we ever get our, you know, if we ever visit undead France and he can have some undead wine. I just think it's hilarious that she's almost two or three times a, se- a season she's averaging, you know, making him do his schoolwork, cutting his freaking hair, mm-hmm. make, you know, keeping him from drinking wine. I mean. Or letting him go off look, to be killed somewhere. The end of civilization, lady. Yeah. Loosen up a bit. Yeah. The age yeah. of innocence is gone. Plus, right? you know, if this is the kid's first drink of wine, he's not going to like it anyway. That's the thing. It's like, my kid, he wants to he wants to take a sip of beer. I'm like, knock yourself out. He's like, oh, this case I poison. I'm like, that's yeah. right. Yeah, kids that's hate right. that. I hated it when I was a kid. Yeah. So Father of the year here. Anyway. Horrible. Mother of the year, apparently. Next scene, Jenner gives a tour of the facility and tells everyone not to waste the hot water, which they immediately do. Right. They <laughs> Every have a hot single water one of them. Orgy. I mean, this <laughs> is literal, a literal hot water orgy. Rick and Lori are screwing in the shower. It's like a body wash commercial. <laughs> I've never seen people yeah. that weren't paid to enjoy a shower so much. <laughs> Until we get to the wall wall yeah, of Shane yeah. and Andrea. Yeah, they're not too happy about it. Yeah. Andrew's taking a nice catatonic shower. Yeah. Shane's taking a shower of regrets. <laughs> uh, I do have to say that I really felt their joy in this scene. Because if you can imagine being out there in that world mm-hmm. and then coming indoors where you know everything is safe. Everything is safe. That has to be such an epic feeling of security and a sense yeah. of relief. Yes. That I... I I love that scene. Yeah, I want to mention that, too, because it reminded me in the first pilot episode when he takes uh, – I always forget this dude's name, the guy he's talking to on the CB. Uh, Morgan. Morgan yeah. and his son to the jailhouse or to the sheriff's department. There's hot water and, like, mm-hmm. just a simple pleasure of taking a hot shower. Yeah. And I've been on camping trips where it's been a, few, a while, and it does feel so good. If it's been days, weeks – Anders been zombies after me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought they did a really good job of showing just a simple human pleasure of comfort and warmth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And security. Uh, so moving on, Andrea mourns the end of the world and the loss of her sister. Uh, basically, she's crying and Dale comes up and uh, she's actually puking into she's the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Out, yeah. Uh, you think that was from the wine or, or more just from grief? A little bit of both. Yeah. Well, not just grief, but just being, I think she took Jenner's, uh, while everyone else is kind of just, uh, you know, overdosing or getting high on the comfort. She's actually Mm -hmm. focusing on what he's saying, which is Mm. the people that are supposed to fix this problem are dead and gone and no one's fixing it. Yeah. It's kind of fitting, uh, the, the, the two seemingly most pragmatic people in this series are both taking it very hard. Right. You know? Um, also, uh, the next scene, Rick takes the opportunity that he, I think it feels like he gives this speech like three different times. He's given it to Jenner. He gives it to, uh, Herschel, but it's all about, uh, you know, you don't who? know who, I don't Herschel. know a Herschel. Who's a Herschel. It's not a spoiler. It's just a dude. All right. It's a dude. A dude can't be a spoiler. All right. Herschel. Anyway, Herschel, the guy who invents the chocolate candy, milk, cho- milk, milk, <laughs> milk, 
milk chocolate candy. He always gives a speech like, you don't know what it's like out there Mm -hmm. to someone that is sitting in a position where they don't know what it's like. Yeah. I think, and he, and he gives it almost identically. Have any any thoughts on that? I mean, Jenner really doesn't know what it's like, right? He never went out apparently. Right. But he stayed indoors. At this point, like I, I understand why he gave it to, to Jenner. Well, no, the other guy, because, you know, but he's not being, Jenner's not trying to evict him. He's not trying to hassle him. Like, Rick's like, you got to understand. That's true. You have to understand what it's like out there. And I'm like. I think, uh, I mean, that's his way of thanking Jenner, right? He's like trying to impress how much it means to him that he let him in. But Jenner's seen some shit too, man. I mean, the whole place is, you know. Yeah, the thing with his wife. Well, they don't know about that yet. But That's true. He just yeah. what he just told him seems pretty horrific. All your coworkers taking yeah. turns suiciding, and I don't know. When I had a, a office job, I wouldn't have thought that was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> some of them. Feel uh, harmonic. <laughs> not going there. So uh, the next scene, uh, Shane is attempting to explain to Lori basically why he thought Rick was dead, uh, and then he attempts to rape her. Of course. Yeah, and a lot of people forget. How intense and disturbing this scene is, I think. Because mm-hmm. this, to me, is one of the more disturbing scenes. It, it, yeah, there's gore everywhere, but this part is really disturbing to me. The way Shane is acting, the sense of ownership, yeah, that yeah. he feels and it, for Lori the, and her kid. From the very beginning, like, I, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, I gotta say some things to you and you're gonna listen to them. Yeah. Just bunch of um, yeah it, it rubbed me the wrong way from the beginning and then he actually tries to physically force herself and she's in a vulnerable state yeah as you pointed out she's not wearing any pants for some, why in a public area for some yeah reason let's roll around no pants um and it's too bad rick was explaining you know why he jenner doesn't know what it's like out there because no. here in here <laughs> his wife is getting raped by his buddy yeah horrible horrible scene and uh, I don't and understand... people people seem to let that go i don't get it yeah i think I don't. I don't. I still to this day when we get feedback where a fan tries to kind of, you know, I'm gonna say justify, but explain why it has, it's like no, I get, I get why it happens. It still doesn't make yeah. me cool, and it doesn't make me like Shane anymore. And I also think that, um, I I just I don't understand why the writers took it looks like a great pains in this flashback to make Shane seem like a more sympathetic, you know, dutiful friend, and then. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give Shane a clean slate. And then he tries to – Did do you think that they minimized the impact that this would have with the fans or they didn't get it themselves or I – mean, we've talked about AMC being misogynist, but this is pretty – Yeah, well, if, we if also talked – that this is understandable behavior, that's like beyond the pale in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I – we talk a lot about how Shane has flip-flopped as a character so many times. We feel – uh, like he got the short end of the stick in a lot of ways, and we also feel like he's a huge asshole in a, a lot of other ways. But so, so I really don't know what they're going for here. It's schizophrenic. That character to me has no right, no center hmm. yet. Uh, is that all you had to say about that scene? Uh, yes. Okay. It so, ends with Laurie doing a effective throat rip. Yes. On Shane. Yeah. <laughs> so then we move to breakfast the next morning. Well, uh, did you? Oh, we did. We we did skip kind of mm-hmm. uh, Rick rolling around. Rick in, roll. Rick. <laughs> I'm gonna Rick roll our audience. Rick roll, Lori. Uh, <laughs> rolling around in bed with Lori, you know, trying to give her this like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have to be any afraid anymore. We're safe. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty f- not funny, but 
ironic considering she just got assaulted because she's yeah. sobbing. He doesn't understand why. And he's like, no, Lori, we're safe. <laughs> there are no rapists here, Lori. I'm an officer. I've secured the premise. I, <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, man. Especially yeah, Andrew, yeah. Andrew Lincoln. What's the opposite of a ward? Because his accent in this particular episode when he was trying to play drunk <laughs> Southerner was horrible. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's not particularly good. Especially since I'm coming from Justified and they have really good Southern mm, accents. Yeah. Um, these people are hilarious. Yeah, I don't think anyone in Justified me. is British. It's killing me. <laughs> it's You're killing me! <laughs> uh, so then we go to <laughs> breakfast the next morning and... Uh, basically, everybody's hungover. Glenn is whew, Glenn is in rough shape. Glenn looks like he's about to be patient TS-20 <laughs> and jump in the cat's can. Yeah, yeah. He's on death's door. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I, now, I never understand this. They're, they're talking across the table, and Rick says something, and then Shane makes some offhanded comment and looks directly at Lori. And I never understand why this works in TV. People don't notice his obvious stare at a person when he says something telling right like nobody I, in, in real life people are actually looking at this exchange and like yeah. whoa that was a moment that just happened yeah what is going on there right. something weird just happened right no one says you anything think, here you think dale would be there like i would have loved yeah. it if they panned out to dale and he's looking at him like horrified <laughs> like jesus you that, that could have actually worked yeah i think yeah uh, well, and it actually would have played in with the way they're developing exactly like dale's kind of like i'm on to you boy yeah routine uh but i i don't know basically i i don't remember exactly what happens in the scene what they talk about um well it seemed inconsequential about, yeah <laughs> i mean everybody commented on shane's wound yeah mm-hmm. and he plays it off and he did uh, in his sleep how do you do that in your sleep right uh, he sleeps on a bed of nails <laughs> well i mean i guess people would have violent dreams he, maybe he, he sleeps violent. with a bear a grizzly bear <laughs> He's like, I got, I got lonely, and I tried to force myself on dinner. He didn't take no, me kindly. No, your Shane's not quite My as Shane's good as your not so good. No, I, don't, I have a good read on Shane. All right, let's move on then. So here's a big scene. Uh, it's like this is the this is a really cool scene. Yeah, yeah, this is one of the the better scenes in the show. Uh, Jenner basically explains how the infection works to everybody. Um, he shows the the animation. It's basically the credit sequence, opening credit sequence of Spider Man. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I was, okay. I was like, what is it? T S Toby Maguire? Yeah, yeah. T G or yeah. T M nineteen. <laughs> Produced by Ari. What? What? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, he says, "Hey, this is how the the infection works." Uh, and I, I don't know if it's significant or not, but Jenner calls what happens after they die a resurrection rather than like a, a reanimation or anything. Oh, Cause yeah. to me, it's more of a reanimation. It's not necessarily a resurrection cause the whole brain doesn't come back, you know? Right. Although, but I wonder if he has more knowledge. Maybe that's I, what he's whispering to Rick. That it's, it Here's is why a, I call it a all, resurrection. It's all the wrath of God. It's all Jesus. <laughs> But uh, we do. This is probably the most sciency the show gets. With you know, they talk that it spreads like meningitis. Mm-hmm, so it's like mm-hmm. you know, around, 
go ahead. I think it was much needed at this point, right? We we want some information, even this little dribble of information. Yeah, it's like that the, it can happen, this, and this is going to be good for dramatic possibilities later that they've documented it happening in as little as three minutes. It sometimes yeah. takes as long as eight hours. So basically the show can make it as long as they fucking need to mm-hmm. to be dramatically appropriate. I'm sure they're going to play with that before the series is over. No, oh, for sure. Uh, they also make it very clear that the human part doesn't come back. Although I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting in the – when the brain got restarted, there yeah. was like little kind of like shots fired into the cerebellum. Yeah. Which yeah. explains why maybe the zombies do have what a little bit of functional awareness of who they mm-hmm. used to be and their surroundings because it's not, you know, it's almost like they're in a walking coma, but every once in a while, uh, snaps fires and it's like, oh, there, I, you know, I recognize that. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what to do what with it. Doing? I'm just kind of drawn to it. You know? Why am I eating these people's brains? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, I used the, to hate brain. The, the other thing that I thought was significant is um, the Jenner has not had any communication with anybody for almost a month here. So uh, we know that it's been a while since even the, the CDC and, and the French, as he says later, who were the last people working on this problem, have gone dark. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while that he's been underground. Right. And uh, so at the end of the video climaxes with the... You know, person starting to strain and be like a zombie, and then he obviously the patient's terminated the bullet. Yeah, and I thought Andrew kind of like blew him shit for this. Like you shot your patient. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you shot your sister, bitch. Yeah, are yeah. Gonna, How is that any different? Well, is he supposed to just keep her clamped there and you know making zombie zombie brain porn? <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, there's no internet left to show it. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's messed up. Brazzers. Uh, I love Daryl's reaction to uh, just everything in this episode. His immediate reaction is to either start drinking or killing people. <laughs> like here he's like, oh, man, I'm going to have to get drunk again. Right, right. Or, yeah, he just he basically drinks or shoots. Yeah. Uh, or stabs anything that's in his way, including steel doors. Yep. Um, the other thing we got a little bit more dribble is that uh, before the world stopped working, no one was really close to finding a cure. The closest were the French, and then they ran yeah. out of power just like they're about to. Um, so we don't, unlike, um, you know, things like, uh, what was that, the I Am Legend? There is no, like, enclave of humanity mm-hmm. that can, you know, even make a useful, uh, make use of a cure if they had one, and there's no one that really yeah. has one. And I think that was a major point of this episode is to really drill into the audience's head that this is it. They are not going to find a cure for this. Yeah. It's a survival mode from this point forward. Yeah. Wait for it to burn out if you can. Yep. Um, moving on, uh, Rick and Shane and T dog and Glenn all go down to the basement to do what exactly? Well, that's the thing. I mean, to first of all, did, did you talk about the Dale is the one asked about the clock? Uh, he's the one. Yeah, Dale did ask about the that. countdown and, clock, and, yeah. and you made an interesting point that he is the one. It seems like Dale is the one concerned with time. He's the one that Obsessed. gave a speech about the fast watch. watch. Yeah, and now he's the one that notices the clock pointing down. Do you think that'll be continue to be a character trait? I don't know. I don't really see a significance to it. It was just something I was like, ah, oh, you're you're obsessed with time, old man. Uh huh. I don't know. And, but I will say that, yes, they didn't did have a scene where they went down to the basement, spent five minutes verifying what Jenner just already told us. Yeah, we're about to run out of power. And that Lori and them can you know confirm moments later that, yes, we've run out of power and air conditioning and lights and stuff are shutting off. So mm-hmm. I thought there was a lot of wasted time. 
I don't know what the L-State would use it for, but I didn't understand what they were thinking when they're like, oh, we need a we need a frantic search for empty barrels in a basement. I and feel a like a they... bunch of minor characters coming in from all sides saying, yep, in this hairy too, there's no generator. All the generators are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what I, do you think, Glenn? Yep, I checked in this quadrant. No generators. <laughs> all the fuel's gone, too. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this was basically them saying, okay, it would seem a little too weird for Dale to look up at the clock at exactly 30 minutes and for everything to start shutting exactly down. Exactly an hour. It, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So mm. it would be weird if he looked up and it was exactly shutting down time. Right. Um, but we need them to do something in the 30 minutes that it takes to get there. Right. So what are we going to have them do? We're just going to have them putz around. Mm. So I, I, I just felt like they didn't know what to do at that point. Right. I mean, it doesn't feel like the episode was compressed, you know, and, and needed the the cut. It just seems like they could have trimmed that and maybe made the opening scene with Shane a little bit more dramatic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, or spent some more time talking about the details of this. I don't. I think maybe they deliberately didn't do that because they don't want to, you yeah. know, cuff themselves or paint themselves in the corner with the rules of the universe too much. But mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, I also thought it was an interesting reversal when the doctor's talking about how the French were the last to surrender. <laughs> what a reversal. <laughs> Viva la France. Uh, the Americans it. are pussing out and blowing their heads off, and the French are there <laughs> buckling down. I hope we don't have any French listeners. I, or I'm I hope giving we them didn't. props. <laughs> I hope we didn't. Hey, man. Yeah, but you're playing on the reputation of being century, You're a bunch of ri- rifle-dropping <laughs> surrender monkeys. Oh, I, I appreciate in a 21st oh, century boy. zombie apocalypse, you buttoned down and did what needed to be done. The comments of Aaron Hubbard are not necessarily <laughs> the comments Bullshit. of I'm half Jabal Boob. It's half me. <laughs> Send it all to me. All the comments of Aaron Hubbard are only 50%. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Doors so, closed. Yeah, doors closed. Um, well, Jenner weeps uh, first. Jenner weeps over his wife, a picture of his wife. So shortest uh, verse in the Bible, Jenner weeps. Jenner weeps. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and he's got like his Sunday best on too. He's wearing a tie. That he's all sense. dressed up. Yeah. He's got his lab coat on. Uh, yeah, and then he locks everybody inside. he knows inside. he's about to deliver some ridiculous dialogue, and he wanted yeah. a tie to kind of carry <laughs> his presence to carry today. Sure, sure. If he was in a hoodie, no. No, no not buying it. He'd, look like a hom- he'd just be a homeless man screaming stuff. <laughs> yeah. We don't even think you know how to run this facility. Right. Uh, so, of course, Daryl's reaction to being locked in is his usual. Immediately try to kill someone. Right. Uh, with an axe, which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, he comes at him with the bottle, doesn't he? He's going to smash the bottle on his head. Then later he gets the axe. Yeah. Goes at him again. He makes multiple attempts to kill Jenner in this <laughs> yeah, episode. he does. And then I Shane gets in the axe. That was pretty funny. Yep. yep. But also because people are like, what the hell is going on here? And then Jenner, you know, he goes into crazy homeless guy mode. And he's like, you understand. We work with very nasty stuff. Stuff you do not want to get out. Weaponized. Ever. Smallpox. <laughs> Ebola. Virus. There wants... Was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> Teletubbies. I, he's just like <laughs> shouting three syllable phrases. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. putting the emphasis on the last one. It's I thought or, it was hilarious. It's, it's like a funny. shouting monotone. It's weird. Right. But yeah. there's always like it's 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 like a tone poem, man. He's like a beat poet, only he's screaming <laughs> about scientific terms. And this <laughs> struck me as funny the very first thing. time I saw it too. It's like yeah, yeah. the director like was cool with this approach. I don't know. I kind of see it, it, it working a little bit. 
I think he needed I didn't to go, think it was if bad. If he was going to go that far, I think he needed to go a little bit further and just completely come unhinged and yeah. rage. Where this was like he was a little bit, but maybe that's his character. I mean, this is a scientist. This is as fucking crazy as he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Um, so I don't have a whole lot more to say on that scene. They try to bust out. They're hitting the door with, you know, axes and they're. Did they shoot it? I don't think they shoot it. No. Uh, I thought they did. They just hit it with axes. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't try shooting it now that I come to think of it. Yeah, they shoot the window later, but and Shane wastes like millions of dollars worth of computer equipment. Yeah, with the yeah. shotgun. And I was thinking, man, I hope that's not the computer that unlocks the doors, because <laughs> <laughs> we might need that. Right. Uh, so moving on, uh, Jenner basically reveals that uh, TS nineteen was his wife, and um, they eventually convince him to let them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in kind of a, a longish scene here, uh, where this, Shane does attack him. This and, is this is, I guess, I won't. I don't think this is a spoiler, uh-oh. but his whole speech here is basically Lori's POV for season two because mm, yeah. she's she's actually kind of giving the justification for why they should be allowed this the cho- to choose. Mm-hmm. And in season two, she pretty much reverses herself and goes into full blown Jenner mode. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Why? I mean, we talked a lot about that in the podcast. I just thought it was interesting. Do you think that's a deliberate um, kind of brain bug that they infected her with, or do you think it was? Uh, I think it's just a culmination of everything she's seen. You yeah. know, I mean, when she's here, she's seeing. Oh my goodness, there are still places, pockets that are safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenner totally shatters that, and then kind of sends her into a spiral. I think. I thought it was interesting, Rick. You know, uh, his let us uh, let us keep going for as long as we can. Uh, that I think is the sub. That that's basically the plot of the whole show. That's the subtitle, the context. Yeah, there is no cure. There's no normality. We're going to just try to keep going as long as we can. Yeah, yeah. Even in the comics, like you know, they're obviously way far uh, ahead of where the TV show is. But that's pretty much, you know what they're what they're trying to do yeah definitely um the other thing i love in this scene is of course again daryl is my favorite character man uh-huh. his uncontrollable rage <laughs> when he tells him that the 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 door's built to withstand a rocket launcher mm-hmm. he's like your head ain't and he comes out <laughs> the axe <laughs> i love no, it it was not designed <laughs> well your head ain't that's so funny because sometimes the dumbest people, and I'm not saying Daryl's necessarily dumb, but at this yeah, point in yeah. the series, we're meant to believe he is. Sometimes the dumbest people have the best smack as far as, yeah, yeah. like, you know, shutting people the fuck up. Well, that's the, your mom joke is the classic, right? Like, back when that was still a right. thing. I've just always been impressed that, like, when it's go time, sometimes these people that you think are mouth breathing idiots come up with brilliant shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Hannah ain't. Moving on. Uh, uh, are we ready to talk about the infamous whisper? Uh, are we? That's, I think because they're about to leave, right? That's yeah. what I got, right? The, the Jenner opens the doors. They convince him to. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's about to leave. And he, grab, he grabs Rick and says something in his ear. Right. What do we want to – should we talk about that in the spoiler section? Or I feel like this is the end of season one. I almost feel like there are yeah, base at, at this point. Go ahead and talk about whatever. Um, it's safe to say uh, that 
No, and really not because it's, it's we kind know of a, a lot more now. It's a huge yeah. cliffhanger, and, and maybe we'll talk about it in the spoilers. Let's talk. About, yeah. Let's kick it to the spoilers. I'm going to bold it, right. and we'll talk about it. So then uh, Dale tries to convince Andrea, or he does convince Andrea not to stay behind, uh, while the rest of the group tries to get out. Um, um, Andrea pretty clearly thinks that she that that's basically Dale pulling something. What yeah. do you think? Uh. I'm kind of on the Dale side of this camp. I am too, because there's really, as far as Dale can see, not a reason for her to stay. Like, well, I mean, her sister's is, dead, but she's still got the people around her. Do you think if it got down to 30 seconds, Dale would have been like, all right, you called my bluff, I'm out of here? No. Well, no, then, I think Dale was in it. he's not pulling something. He's like, I don't want to live if you're dying. Yeah. Which, yeah. that puts his death on Andrea, but that's legit. Sure, I mean, sure. That's a choice he was making, just like she was making a choice, so... It really annoyed me uh, to see her kind of like bitch facing him at the end of the season, mm-hmm. you know, and saying, don't do this to me, Dale. Well, fuck you. You're doing this to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... the rest of survivors. So if you're making an arguably selfish choice, how is he any more or less selfish than you are? I'm saying yeah, arguably. No, because I, I'm I, with you there. Honestly, I can't criticize a choice to commit suicide in this environment. Sure. It's a pretty harsh environment. It seems like a, you know, just like if you are in the top floors of the Twin Towers on 9-11 and Ooh, jumping too the, soon, jumping through the sidewalk, I could see, I yeah. don't think that's exactly giving up, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Um, that's taking ownership of your life and saying, all right, I'm going to end it on my terms in as best way as I possibly can. And going mm-hmm. by, you know, thermobaric fuel air explosion compared to being gnawed on by zombies not bad yeah oh definitely and then you don't have to come back as a zombie right so So i i kind of i kind of see their point and i just thought it was weird that their andrea is allowed and dale doesn't ever try to make the contrary point like look this how can you hold this against me when you're doing the same thing yeah we're just making choices yeah you you said i took your choice away from you took my choice away from me Mm -hmm. so anyway uh, but I did like Dale's performance in this scene. I, I, I felt oh, yeah. like he genuinely cared for Andrea and genuinely didn't want to live uh, I mean, if she wasn't going to be there. Um, yeah, Jenner's weird shouting and Andrea Lincoln's horrible <laughs> accent aside, this was a really mm-hmm. well-acted episode. I don't think we said sure. enough about between Shane and Lori. Mm-hmm. You know, they really, I mean, one of the reasons that works so viscerally is because they sold it. Yeah. And the scene at the end, um, even people I don't really necessarily care about, like Jenner and Jackie, um, they made me feel a little something in their deaths. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And especially the the fact that Jenner sees them get out of the facility Uh and he knows that there is some hope for humanity. Uh That registers on his face. And it really felt powerful. Just... Because yeah, he didn't like, really show much. He's like, well, I'm going to open the door, but you're still fucked. Yeah, yeah. And when they're able to get out, I do think you're right that that's like, well, they, you know, life kind of Jurassic Park and <laughs> life found the way. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the female Tyrannosaurus will start breeding. There you go. The, uh, French, the French will find a cure. And Ian Malcolm will show up. Yep. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yep. Uh, the other thing that I really liked about this scene is when they're trying to get out uh, and Shane's blasting away with this shotgun at the window and it's not working. How early in the series they set up this grenade, and and how nonchalant Chekhov's motherfucking grenade. Yeah, yeah, that was really well played. Like, 
Breaking Bad's ricin almost doesn't have anything <laughs> on this grenade. Yeah, that, the, a well-placed grenade. Yeah. And, and the expression on Rick's face when he pulls that pin, uh-huh. he's like, what? Oh, I just did that. I got to get out of here. That is kind of weird. Like, Oh, I liked know, it. Oh, really? I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. You do know how grenades work, right? You didn't have a plan for... Yeah, but I feel like it's not a reality to him until he lets the thing go. And more probably, if I'm being charitable, he is just on react, like... Yeah. survival mode mm-hmm. it's like well i got this grenade i need to pull the pin oh shit that means it's gonna <laughs> blow up now and i need to get yeah so i, I can I'll, I'll give that to him yeah yeah um that's really all i've got there but you then know, i was wondering when mm-hmm. we sat down to watch this and they showed the you know viewer warning graphic blah 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 they don't yeah. do that for every episode and i'm like why did they do this because i don't remember this episode being particularly violent and it's relatively zombie free the last minute is pretty I mean, they're pulling some dead island shit here. Yeah, yeah. There, are, there are heads being decapitated. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me a lot of Shaun of the Dead, where they're running through the yard and they're just whacking zombies See, over I, the head. It reminded me a lot of Dead Alive because I watched you play a lot uh, of that. Yeah, just yeah. running and you know, you get the machete just right and it lop the head <laughs> off. Yeah, and you just run through a pack. Yeah. Speaking of video games, hmm. the CDC explosion is one of the worst modern special effects I've seen in a big-budget production. Yeah, I really wish they had done that with, like, a physical model and just blown it up. When they showed that long kind of medium-range shot of the superstructure collapsing and exploding, mm-hmm. I swear to God, it looked like a cutscene from, like, one of the early Command & Conquer games from, like, <laughs> 1995. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. It, uh, like, like Tiberian you- Sun. That yeah. was something from... You expect Kane to walk out. Yeah, and that was the Tiberium, Tiberium refinery explosion. Yeah. I think they just recycled it, actually. They might have. They might have. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't go with a physical model there. It probably would have looked way better. Yeah, but it might have been um, It might have been expensive. It's getting to the point where practical hmm. effects, effects are way more expensive. And yeah. in the grand scheme of things, five years into, let's say, a successful Walking Dead run and they're wrapping it up and and assuming everything else works are you mm-hmm. really going to remember that oh boy that explosion no. was bullshit and nobody stopped watching the series nah. because the explosion sucked no nah. so yeah you're probably right um so then uh the end of this episode is really really good and i actually like this episode quite a bit it might be my favorite of the pilot is the pi- good. yeah yeah it's but my second favorite clear second favorite yeah um but the and music that they play at the it, end though. Hmm? There's a lot of bitching about it on the internet. What kind of bitching? I don't understand because I feel like the internet and me with The Walking Dead, if I love an episode, they hated it. And if yeah. I hate an episode, they freaking love it. I feel I, like the, the internet is mostly in it for zombies and action and that kind of stuff. Well, there's there's it's a popular sentiment to say that like the Breaking Bad episode, um, Fly. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people think that that's bullshit. When I, I think, think it's one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. Yeah, these um, what do they call them? Fish tank episodes. Uh, sure. And also, they got away from the zombies. And unlike what happens some in season two, they're mm-hmm. in a safe environment, and they actually got to explore the characters and what makes them tick. And we mm-hmm. learn things about number one the situation and number two the characters that we didn't know before yeah um now i guess season two would be if they stayed in the cdc for five episodes or six episodes and we just saw scenes of them getting drunk and getting in and like if uh, shane tried to rape Lori three or four times (laughs) uh, and then apologize three or four times and the same it's like okay what the fuck so i think these kind of episodes are great and if they would do 
better job of exploiting the few moments of safety and civilization that these people do manage to find, mm-hmm. uh, everyone would be a lot happier with it. Yeah. Uh, so the end of this episode where they're playing, I think it's Bob Dylan. I'm not sure what song it is, but it sounds a lot like Bob Dylan. Uh, really powerful in my opinion, because now they're, they're no longer safe. They're heading back out on the road. And and maybe if it was Willie Nelson, they could have played on the road again. (laughs) That'd have been a good song to put in there. Right. Um, but I, I really felt this scene a lot, uh, where they're just, everybody's kind of like resetting mentally and saying, okay, we're back out in this now. Let's right. let's get into gear. Yeah, I was trying to find the actual song that they did play. Um, I could probably go to AMC's thing and find it, but their website is organized terribly. Not conducive for uh, not conducive for me finding stuff um, quickly. Yeah. All right. Well, then that's interesting. All I got the, for the building recap. that's shown as the CDC is actually the Cobb Energy Center, which is a performing arts center in Atlanta. Hmm. I thought it looked a little like liberal artsy. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the kind of uh, almost Sydney Opera like weird white concrete looping structures. Hmm. Sydney Opera House, you know what I'm uh, talking about? They should about? have just blown that up. The Sydney Opera House. <laughs> the explosion. Just do it in real life. Yeah, they yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, the, yeah, have you seen the iPhone app, the action movie app where no. you can actually shoot, you can take a picture and it'll shoot oh, missiles. Yeah, and, I've heard have, of it. It would have been hilarious if they just like. <laughs> We'll recap the scene. Took a picture of the Sydney <laughs> Opera House and used a special of the, the the action movie app, and then filmed uh-huh. that with a digital camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put a video up on our site of that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I can't find a song. It's either Willie Nelson or Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan or someone else. I'm leaning towards Dylan. It's Sounds one of those three like options. It's either it's either Willie. And we're going to get so much flack for not knowing who this, who this is or what song it is. Email it, man. Yeah. Rip us a new one. Send us some feedback. It's not like we hold back. So yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, that's it. That's all I've got for this episode. Yeah. Anything Uh, else you'd like to add? What was your overall take? You said you liked it second best. And yeah, it's a very close second best. It's not like I thought the pilot was 10 times better than this. Yeah. And it might even just be that the pilot was a little bit longer mm-hmm. and it just the opening scenes and Andrew Lincoln waking up and trying to figure all that and how much tension mm-hmm. again, I think the pilot is probably the most effective episode as a pure horror piece because it actually builds yeah. in where you're like, shit, this guy's going to get jumped. Yeah. It's very tense. Yeah. And, uh, but I felt like this was a really good cap to the season because it, like I said earlier, sets up the fact that this is not going away. Yeah, because you had up to this point this whole arc of where there's hope. Yeah. Uh, there's a refuge center in Atlanta that got dashed. You mm-hmm. know, there's maybe this, there's maybe that. The CDC was, well, God, if there's going to be any place that's still up and running, yep. it'd be the world headquarters of this, this central disease center or center of disease control. And not only do we find that's busted, but all around the world, right. everybody because is Because since it is the world headquarters, they actually know absolutely that yeah. every place else is dark and gone to shit. Definitely. So this is the death of all hope as far as our survivors are concerned of yep. getting a normal life. All right. Do we want to do an outro and then maybe a little spoiler action? After the music? Yeah. Um, what do we think about, before we do that, just as the mm. season of a whole? I thought I was a little disappointed in the middle, but I was yeah. really pumped up for season two because of the way it, it's the strong finish of Wildfire and this. Yeah. Um, kind of similar to season two in that I was 
It started okay, disappointing in the middle, finished very strongly. I'm pumped up for season 2.5. Uh, now that we've seen all of season one and recapped it, do you rank season one above season two or below? Uh, well, we haven't seen the end of season, the second half of season two. All right, but season, as far as season yeah, one, season one and season two are similar in length. Yeah, sure. So um, let's just direct the compare season two and season season one and season two point I would say that season one is slightly better because it deals with all these pertinent uh, zombie scenario issues. You know, like we're saying, um, what what happened to the infrastructure? What happened to everything? Um, it's kind of building hope and then dashing it. Whereas season two, it feels like, okay, the hope is gone. Now it's just a story of survival. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are these people going to survive? And that's also interesting, but I feel like if they can pull it back towards, well, we need to figure out how we're going, like our long-term survival, not just our immediate survival. Well, They, they need a little bit more of that in there for season two to, to end it. I also don't think that they knew that they were going to split this thing up into two when they made it. Yeah. Just think about, mm-hmm. like season two of justified mm-hmm. if we had to recap season two up to like the sixth episode Ooh. we'd have been like where the fuck is this going yeah and i don't like this much at all i think <laughs> yeah this is a, compared to season one season two is crap but then the last mm-hmm. half of season two made se- it the whole thing work yeah and work well so it's entirely possible and Breaking Bad does that a lot, too. There was a point, I think, around episode five or six of Breaking Bad season four, which is one of the best seasons of TV I've ever seen, where we were all going, like, where the hell is this going? But to be fair, it never got to no, tell it, it to waste, the frogs level. It, and it, it never got to some of the stuff we saw in season 2.0 of The Walking Dead, where just so much yeah. so much wasted time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen that much wasted time since, like, the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. But that's why it's probably the best show on television, True. you know? But I'm just saying that we might, when we see season mm-hmm. two point season two point five, might just be freaking awesome. Because yeah, certainly. It's where it's downhill and pedal yeah. to the metal, and it's just going to be you know, breathless. I'm hoping that's what it's going to be. Yeah. But as it stands, I prefer season one, and by a fair margin. Uh, it's pretty I, close for me, honestly. But yeah, season one is better in my opinion. Honestly, think that if you did a uh, Walking Dead apocalypse cut of season yeah. two that it could be 90 minutes long you might be right about that not so, a lot happens there right i mean i thought it was an indictment of season one that you got a cut that's three and a half hours long mm-hmm. and didn't really a five lose, hour and didn't really lose anything well i'm telling you what you could i bet you can make a 90 minute cut of season 2.0 and be very tight and very entertaining. We'll see. Hopefully, the guy who does who oh, did the Walking yeah. Dead Apocalypse will also cut season two. Kickstart it because I'd, I'd kick in. Oh yeah, I'd kick in a, at a least Blu-ray a dollar or, or two. Oh how, <laughs> no! Shit, I'm gonna give the man thirty bucks, Jim. Of course, I'm kidding. Just <laughs> uh, a buck or two. All right, take us out. Take uh, us out, man. If you'd like to keep up with the other stuff that Jim and I are doing, for example, uh, we do a Breaking Good, Breaking Bad podcast. We do a Justified cast currently. We also are starting Game of Thrones, Mad Men, all those I gotta say, on BaldMove.com. Man, we are ramping up with the podcast. We're about to jump into I four different casts the, now. I just look at the schedule. I'm going to be doing four recaps in a week for like yeah. a two-week stretch in April. <laughs> and, and most of the time, we'll be doing three weeks. And if you think I've been savage on shows before, if, in th- if those shows aren't bringing their A game, yeah. I'm ripping them. Yeah, so we really, like, <laughs> we say it every week, but we do need your guys' support. Because this, when it gets into the forecast a week stuff, I mean, think about it. 
how how would you do uh, three hours of work four times a week? Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from your regular job and everything else you got to do, you know. Right. So so it's really like you guys are keeping us going through this, oh, and yeah. and the more iTunes reviews we can get, and the more feedback and stuff like that. That's going to keep us going through it. Yeah. So, so we appreciate all of that. And the way to get it to us is you can email us at watchingdead at baldmove.com. Uh, follow us on facebook.com slash baldmove and Twitter at baldmove to find out the second that our podcast drop and to give us feedback, share links with us, cool stuff like that. Uh, a way that you can support us is also through your ice, uh, iTunes reviews, positive iTunes reviews and subscriptions that kind of raises our iTunes profile and our internet profile so we get more listeners. And you can directly support us by uh, using our Amazon.BaldMove.com link. And again, if you're not familiar with the way affiliate links work, you don't get charged anything extra. Your shipping is the same, the same great product, same great prices. Amazon just gives us a little tiny portion of their cut. Mm -hmm. We get a cut of their cut for referring you. And that goes to support our bandwidth. I mean, we're pushing terabytes of this stuff out a month. Yeah. It uh, supports our website hosting. And, you know, our goal is to keep this uh, absolutely free. And, yeah, and sustainably so. You know, if you have to listen to us for two minutes drone on about these little advertisements, that's the worst it's ever going to be because uh, so far we're getting the bills paid. So we appreciate you guys doing that. And, again, you know, if you buy anything off Amazon, it's not like we want you to buy anything extra. If you're sure. using it, please use Amazon.BaldMove.com. All right. And that's it. That's and it for the outro. Except for spoilers, uh, we're done with The Walking Dead for a couple weeks, and we'll see you. Uh, yeah, I think it comes back. Uh, President's Day, like the February 14th. 14th or 17th? I can the tell 14th you, is Valentine's Day. I think it's 18th, isn't it? It might be. I'm not sure exactly. But uh, two weeks, it's going to be back, so we're going to take a week off of Walking Dead and come back with Season three, episode one. Or, no, season on two point five comes back on the twelfth. The twelfth. Okay, so we get weekend before Valentine's just Day. Just barely two weeks off. So there you go, boys. But, but, if you want a good Valentine's Day gift, <laughs> get uh, season one on Blu-ray. Yeah, for your baby, burn this to floppy. <laughs> get get her the podcast. Wrap it up in a box <laughs> and a bottle of wine yeah. and a box of chocolates. Burn this off to a Sony mini disc and some fake blood. Yeah, yeah there you go. Should play it on our Walkman. What's happening? I don't know. Let's, kick this, let's get the spoilers. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you in two weeks. As always, I'm Jim and I'm Aaron. We're back with the spoiler section. What do we have to talk about? I don't have a lot, but no. I have an email about the infamous whisperer, which is not oh, exactly Jenner. a totally new thought, but it is uh, you a good s- place to mention it. You mentioned that it might not actually be a whisper; it might just be uh, Jenner giving him a little slipperoo. Yeah, giving him a little tongue action in the ear, passing him the pink bubble bubble mint, <laughs> the bazooka Joe. He just. He just fills his ear with bubble gum. That'd be so disgusting. I was talking about his tongue being the big Yeah, that, I got you, but wouldn't uh, yeah. that'd be gross. The grenade that you're about to use is gonna be very loud. And let me stuff your ear canals with gum <laughs> to help protect your hearing. Turn your right side to the explosion. <laughs> uh anyway, Adam.
uh, one of our listeners sent us a email a day ago on off season said, Hey guys, uh, he was listening to pretty much dead already, mm-hmm. which is one of the episodes, season two episodes. And we talked about Jenner, uh, and he thought that maybe he told Rick that the government created the virus and unleashed it either by accident or on purpose. That would be interesting. He had other possibilities said maybe he said everyone is infected. That makes sense because it would finally reveal that if you die without destruction of the brain during the apocalypse, you turn into a walker. I'd love for Kirkman <laughs> to finally tell us how the hell this shit started. Please respond to email or discuss this in your next podcast as I want to hear your thoughts. Well, Adam, you're in luck because we are responding via podcast. What do you think, Jim? Uh, you're going to have to read the two options again because I was looking up email as you were going. Okay. One is that he told Rick that the government created virus mm-hmm. and unleashed it either by accident or on purpose. Damn. It's like a 12 monk. No, I don't. Is that the plot for 12 monkeys? I don't know. Bruce Willis was in it. Yeah. Know Brad Pitt as well. <laughs> uh, or he said, or maybe he said everyone is infected. Uh, cause the, the one of the man. leading theories, if you're, well, that would be a blatant lie. He's talking to someone who isn't. So, no, but okay. Wait, let me unpack this. We do know that oh, one popular okay. theory going into season two was he told him that your wife's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. That turns out either to be it has to be it false. can't be true. Yeah, because if it turns out later to be true, I'm going to call bullshit on the show because they Andrew Lincoln had a perfect opportunity to tell exactly this in season two, and he didn't take it. And he I, acted I, shocked. I mean, Rick, Rick yeah. did. Um, so if they turn out that later to retcon that in, I'm going to be pissed. Number two, if the government made it and deliberately released it, I don't know if that actually gives an interesting twist on it. Does it Uh, matter? No, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't see that plot going anywhere. What are they going to march to the underground government bunker and kill everybody? Right. Like take vengeance on the, yeah, I don't. It, it wouldn't matter. Go to undead President Obama and, yeah. you know, yeah. pee on his undead corpse. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. It doesn't seem like there would be any satisfaction to that. No, definitely not. Um, what about the everyone is infected? Now, you said everyone's not infected. That's according to the canon of the comic book. And we don't know if TV is going to follow this exactly. But mm-hmm. the comic book, everyone is infected. Gotcha. You're already yeah. infected. You die. Even if you die of an infected paper cut. Mm-hmm. Or you break your neck, you're going to come back as ooh, interesting. Uh, you're going to come back as a zombie. You break your yeah. neck, you're going to come back as a zombie that's a paraplegic, right? You're or quadriplegic. Yeah, yeah. If you sever your spine, okay. your spinal cord, sure. All right, just want to make sure. Um, so, but you're going to come back regardless of how you die, even if you die yeah. of like stomach poisoning or food poisoning or. And I actually Purpose like that option <laughs> because. Uh, that to me really spells out Jenner's hope, his lack of hope, because if everyone is infected, what what is the the end game here? That everyone in the future who dies is going to have to be shot through the head immediately. Like that's how we're yeah, going to dispose of our dead in the that, future. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, it's. It's, I guess it's not a problem for the long-term survival of humanity, but that does raise an interesting question, I guess. Okay. Are, are the people prepared to do that? Because we see in Season 2, Lori has a big problem. Or, or Yeah, I think it's in Season you know, 2. Season 1, she threw season a one, fit about, you know... We need to bury our dead. Glenn right. was on that side. So, I mean, that could throw an interesting thing into it way down the line. I do think that 
um, our funerary customs. I got this book called, um, I want to say it's called Vampirism, Death, and Burial. Hmm. And it's a scientific look at the vampire myths and how a surprising amount of our funerary customs are derived from us being terrified of dead bodies. And Hmm. not because, like, we think they're going to get up and walk around, but because dead bodies were very huge source of pestilence back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So like, you know, burying them and putting them in boxes and doing all these things were to keep that contagion contained. Sure. So I could totally buy that, you know, a hundred years into a walking dead future mm-hmm. that putting a bullet in your loved one's head is as ceremonial as throwing the first uh, uh, handful of dirt on the coffin. Sure. You no, know, yeah. maybe, maybe instead of having a Paul or, or an open casket, uh, funeral for him. You yeah, know? maybe instead of a Paul bear, you've got the gun bear that puts the gun in the mouth and <laughs> sure. pulls the trigger. And the twenty-one gun salute will just be twenty-one right bullets to the head. the head. Yeah, so it's like I, yeah. I actually think that's kind of a fascinating thing to think about. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I guess I think that that is the end game. You would do stuff like that until yeah, you know, the contagion gets cleared. And again, I don't think it's relevant to the show. You know, I mean, at most, it's going to cause a couple of people to disagree on how to dispose of the dead bodies mm-hmm. like way down the line. But right. I, I don't see it being relevant enough to make it this big cliffhanger thing. Right. Uh, whatever he told him has to be yeah, this important point, and yeah. uh, there has to be some sense of immediacy in it. Let me give you a fourth option. They're just yeah. going to pretend like this never happened. I hate that option. I hate it. Yeah, but I think that's actually where they're going to go. There's different showrunner. It's just going to basically be like the Walt plot line of Lost. No, man. Like they paint I, themselves in the corner. The dude, the kid grew up too fast. And yeah. And they're like, yeah. fuck it. We're just never going to mention it again. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to have this character. His job is going to be to scream Walt for the next three seasons. <laughs> Walt! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, I'm really going to be disappointed if they just drop that. I'm it goes not. nowhere. I kind of made peace with that. that mm. We're not going to get a satisfactory explanation because I, and maybe this is a little bit of spoiled grape because I really thought it was going to be Lori's pregnant. And now that that's not an option, I'm like, what the fuck could it possibly be? Because either these things we just honestly, Adam, I think you're right. But both of these explanations are kind of horseshit. Yeah. Whether it's government's like, I'm not going to be thrilled and everybody's dead at this point. I feel like this is Kirkman's universe. They're not going to change that big of a rule to the zombie thing. That's also going to be anticlimactic. But then again, I've read the comics. And I got to say. They're almost getting to the point where I don't care anymore um, what it is. Like, they couldn't reveal a good enough thing to make me go, oh, that, that's is, awesome. When is Rick going to fucking tell the rest of the group? Because both of these that's things, what I'm you told, yeah. he could have told him in all the time they wasted in season 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's many points where he could have said, you know, everybody, I'm, I can't, I've lost the ability to do Rick this late. <laughs> it's late, but yeah. He's basically like, you don't understand Everyone is infected. I mean, they, he could have said that yeah. on any numerous occasions. You don't understand. The government did it. Right. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. the government. Yeah, that doesn't matter, Rick. That doesn't matter. The zombie apocalypse was an inside job. <laughs> Tower 7. He's busy, make, he's busy making the YouTube video. Oh, boy. Loose yeah. brains. <laughs> If you don't have any friends or 9-11 conspiracy nuts, Ooh, it's uh, a you trip. probably have no idea what we're talking about. And if you're a conspiracy a nut yourself, eh. 
I don't want. I, please don't email me about it. Yeah. Oh God. But, uh, All right. Well, let's move into is. another um, correction on a spoiler that we dropped last episode. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and if I've already corrected this, I can't remember. So tell me. But basically, um, Mike emailed us. Uh, Mike D from the Beastie Boys he emailed us like two weeks ago and said uh, this tweet about Michonne gonna is gonna show up in the show. Uh, near the end of season or at the end of season three mm-hmm. episode 313 mm-hmm. uh he corrected he emailed in and said it's actually episode 213 okay so that really shifts the timeline because we were speculating oh prison end of season two now i'm thinking prison asap i'm thinking they're off the farm well I soon mean, that would fall like i said that would that would follow the books um i just thought yeah. they were stringing this along and also I they think may not kirkman, the books, yeah. kirkman said something this last week that they're going to be a shit i think his actual words were there's going to be a shit ton of new characters yeah in uh, a bunch 2. of characters 5. in the end yeah he didn't say shit ton uh he may have i don't know i thought it was shit ton he curses doesn't he I, I mean, he wrote the fucking walking dead <laughs> i hope so yeah yeah that was the original title the fucking the walking fuck- dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> Or just the fucking dead. The fucking dead, yeah. That's Peter Jack- Jackman. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, yeah. not Jackman. That's a Hugh Jackman and Hugh Peter Jackson. Jackson. My God, it's one o'clock. And All right, let's, let's end this shit. All right. All right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll Join s- us next time, uh, two weeks from now. Yep, and... Join us on Justified in yeah. progress. Uh, mm-hmm. Mad Men in March and Game of Thrones in April. The season two... Uh, promo just dropped a post on our uh, facebook site i haven't watched season two uh trailer for uh, game of thrones is fucking amazing i'm so excited it might be i might even be a little bit more excited than mad men wow it's been 18 months man it's been a long time since mad men and mad men the last season didn't end so strong yeah it's up in the air major what the fuck moment definitely but they could pull it back oh i want to see how they do it i have faith in the wiener And on that note, join us next time. Uh, I'll see you later. All right. Bye, guys and gals.